Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys. We are back with a brand new episode of Astros Baseball. I hope you enjoyed those interviews the past few episodes. But we're back. We're back to talk about the Astros current events and all that stuff tom what's up buddy good evening rob good evening ladies and gentlemen the hot stove is a little warm i I mean there's there's been some moves but i mean you know it's better than it was a week ago where everybody was like hurry up hurry up winter meetings are coming unfortunately the world cup is over for the stars and stripes valiant effort but they just ran into a really good netherlands squad you know we we were doing the interviews and and I wanted to do an episode about the Jose Abreu signing, but there was nothing else to talk about. We've already talked about Brantley, we've already talked about JV, we've talked and we're going to talk about it again today. But I I just didn't think we could do a whole episode over it. It's not that we didn't care, folks, but we're going to talk about it now. But not first. <laughs> so not now. Now. So anyway, you spoke about this. Astros headed to the winter meetings in San Diego on Sunday. Crane says he doesn't expect to have a GM until January, but the Astros should still stay active in San Diego. We've got a few more holes, Crane said. I would I would say look at catching and maybe another outfielder, and you also never have enough pitching. Thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's really interesting. Obviously, there's there's holes that we know, right? Guys that were there that are no longer there. Jason Castro retired. Not that he was going to fill a hole. He knew everybody knew that this was his last season, but he was the backup catcher. He was replaced by Christian Vasquez. Christian Vasquez is a free agent. He looks like he's going to be someone that wants to go somewhere and start. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Maldi is our catcher here. And uh, they're looking for somebody to back up for him. So that'll be interesting. There's still a lot of buzz around Wilson Contreras. I just don't get it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I feel like he would be priced up a little bit. Uh, he's a premium catcher. He can, can definitely uh, hit. So what would the incentive be to bring that guy in when maybe your money's better spent on left field or like you said, with pitching? So that's where I'm at on, on those positions. I don't necessarily see, I would rather see someone come from the minors. I would rather see Corey Lee at catcher at left field at center field. There, I mean, I saw something about uh, Reynolds. I think it's Brian Reynolds from uh, Pittsburgh demanded a trade today. And uh, I'm just going to mark the- off every everything on my notes that you're covering. now. <laughs> Do you want me to stop? I, I can stop. <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, I'll just skip around. But yeah, they talked to he He wants out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I had, I'm, I, you know, this is somebody that the Astros could go get. But it's going to cost a lot. It's going to because he's got he's still got 
three years of control with Pittsburgh, but he wants out of it. And I'm sure they'll let him go, but it's not going to be cheap. And the Astros do have, I mean, they, they unprotected a lot of guys in this rule five draft that they could have sent to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not any good. Uh, he has three years left, <laughs> 262. We'll take that, right? 27 homers. We'll take that. 62 RBIs will be hitting in the what, seven or eight hole. I'll take that guy, but I'll give up prospects. I don't care. I'd be interested to see what the offer, what the, what the asking price is. Early reports out of Pittsburgh is that they're not trading him or they're not, they're not considering it at the moment. So obviously things can change. The winter meetings is a great place for that to happen. I'm, I'm curious because I, obviously he's a young controllable asset, but a disgruntled one, how much leverage do you have to go? You will give me what I want, or we'll just go to arbitration, pay him whatever it is, and just know that we're not going to sign him in the future. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to go anywhere. Why not let they're They're going to lose 80, 90 games either way. So get rid of them. Get four, three or four guys. I don't know that, that, that have a chance to be, you know, up in the majors. There's, there's moves to be made. Of course, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we want to get rid of them. They got to act like they don't want to get rid of them because that drives the price up. But staying on this topic, since we dropped down there already, Cody Bellinger. What do you think about him coming to the Astros? I, he can play first. He can play outfield. He struggled. This guy is the, one of the most outspoken guys against the Astros cheating scandal. But after that, whoop, right? 2019, he was the MVP. And that, since then, he's no good. If you believe the 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 fans on Twitter, Carlos Correa effectively ruined that man's career when he called him out, you know, the 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 saying that will never go away. Facts are shut the F up. So he's, nev he's never been the same since. I just can't imagine, again, that's another, uh, uh, I don't want to say premium because he's not premium, but he's going to command a premium wage to go into this lineup. Like, what's the incentive for them to go pay him? Reportedly, it's like $17 million that's for what one I, year. That's what I read. One year, $17 million and maybe an option. Right, right, right. A kind of a prove-it deal so that he can get a bigger, better deal. But... I don't understand the logic behind that because at that point, just ride with Chaz and keep it moving. He doesn't, I mean, he's riding pretty high. I would think he's probably going to come into spring training feeling pretty good, provided they don't, you know, get a center fielder. And he's not going to have the demons that, that Cody Bellinger is going to face. I don't know where he's going to be well-received, you know, especially if he's struggling, the Dodgers kind of protected him really well. You know, they, they, they took care of him. It was like, this is our guy, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know, man. I, I definitely don't want to see him on an Astros uniform for obvious reasons. <laughs> but besides the money, just, just you know, all the noise, going after Tuve, going after the Strohs, we can do better than him. I don't think it's going to happen. But going back to Chaz McCormick, this guy had an amazing World Series. We all know this. He had, like, the catch of the year, timely home. He, okay. This guy's good. Beginning of the year, he splits time with Siri. Jake Myers comes back. I'll go. We don't want you. 
and he turns out to be the starter in the World Series. Give him a year. Let him be the starter. He can give, I think he can give you 27 homers and 62 RBIs like this guy. Don't you think? I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I can't say with any certainty that he could be that kind of hitter. He hasn't proven that. He's had flashes, but then he's also had big chunks of time where he didn't hit. And it was like, he had every opportunity to win that job all season long. And in the end, he was like the last guy standing, right? Syria, they traded away. Myers could never get his head right. It was basically what else we got. So I feel that should he be allowed the, the opportunity? Yes. Should the leash be the leash be kind of short? Absolutely. I'm all in on this Reynolds guy. I'll take him. But chat, <laughs> I mean, did you see the video that Susie put out about uh, uh, with about uh Chaz McCormick? I saw a little bit of it, but then it got kind of weird. I saw she's pretty riled up. Yeah, she was. All right, Aaron Judge. You know, there's rumors San Francisco. Now there's a rumor about the Yankees offer. Eight years, $300 That is, how many is that a year? 37? I read it was 320. That's what I read. Uh, Wow. Yeah. No way. Actually, I read today. I believe it was today. Either today or yesterday. I can't remember now. It all kind of goes together. I had to work today. Uh, I read that he's seeking a nine-year deal. Like that's the late, the, the team that gets him will have to go to a ninth year. So if the rumors are true and the giants will not be outbid, at what point did the Yankees go? We can't do that. Cause he'll be 40 at nine years. Well, look at these other guys, Machado and all these other guys. They're getting, <sighs> oh, they're getting 10, 13 year contracts. Why shouldn't he get nine? Oh, I understand. I understand judge's logic. Oh yeah. I just, I also understand the team going, man, I can't do that. Now, now Yankees fans, they're, they're, they're crazy. Like if he, if he doesn't come back in pinstripes, they're going to be very upset. And it's either going to take, if he doesn't Carlos come back, they're, sign. they're not even going to make the playoffs. I don't know about that. Cause you got to think about the money they'll have at their disposal. They can go make some moves to go get some guys. There's four premium shortstops. You put Trey Turner in, in pinstripes. You put Correa in pinstripes. Swanson in pinstripes. JV. That's a, a, JV, exactly. R- a Rodon. There's there's options out there if Judge doesn't become the guy. And that if if you want to see JV back as an Astro, you got to kind of be rooting for the Yankees to just pony up and pay for Judge. Yeah, it was uh, linked together. It was Rodon with the Yankees, and the Mets are the ones going after JV is what I've read. I saw that as well. It makes a lot of sense. They were paying uh, DeGrom all that money already. So why don't they just turn around and give the DeGrom money to JV? It'll be interesting to see if they're willing to go three years. Obviously, I think that is the sticking point for a lot of teams. I think if if somebody had offered him three years and $35 he'd have signed already. Oh, yeah. So Jacob DeGrom went to Texas. Go make some money. So now they got three superstars. But if you look at their rotation... They got Martin Perez, who I don't know if he does great the whole year, but he pitches good against us. But we will play each other fewer now. We don't play our division rivals 19 times anymore. They got Jonathan Gray and Jake Odorizzi. And someone's like, why is Jake Odorizzi in this sentence for? But he's good. A healthy Jake Odorizzi, you never know. 
I'm a fourth, forward- a fourth starter for Texas. That's that's got to be an upgrade. I'm looking forward to the Astros face him. Let's put it like that. <laughs> he does not strike fear in the hearts of Astros fans at all. Like we've seen that guy get lit up by, you know, sub tier lineups. Then you're going to go take this lineup with, you know, murderers row one through six, Adam. Let's, let's do it. All right. So let's go back up to the top. Without a general manager, the Astros have signed Montero and Jose Abreu to three-year deals. So do they need one? I don't know, but they did promote two guys up to assistant general manager. They got three of them. Did you, what, what was the thing about Jeff Bagwell? He said something about uh click about it's not all numbers. You got to have gut too. Like, I don't think he was a click man. No, he wasn't. And that was what the point was about. So basically it was interesting. Like after the Abreu signing, so Bagwell was an integral part he went to Miami, I believe that's where they went, to recruit or to pitch to Jose Abreu. And it kind of led people down this road of could Bagwell be a GM? And they asked him about it. He held like court for like 15 minutes after the the, the signing or whatever and answered a litany of questions. But he said that he has no... Uh, no intention of being a GM. He just, you know, he owes Jim Crane a great deal because he brought him into the fold, brought him back into the organization when he wasn't in a great place. So he's doing his best to return that generosity. And it was interesting because they asked him, you know, what the whole the whole GM process would be. And he goes, well, it's going to be a little different because, you know, in the past we've been so analytically driven, probably a little more than we should. And it was more of a shot at James Click that he was more numbers and less the player in front of you. And Bagwell had a had a quote that kind of ran around Twitter for a little while that was, you know, uh, it's still players playing the game. It's not numbers. So that's that's kind of where you were getting at. All right. I do not have any fair fouls, but throughout the podcast, if I think of one, I'm going to throw it in. So here's one fair foul. Jeff Bagwell's chin hair thingy. <laughs> I think it's foul. I could never do it. It's super foul. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. It doesn't even have a name. It okay. reminds me. It reminds me of forty first dates when he's making fun of the bass player that you know his hair. Yeah, moving. yeah, yeah. It's it's hideous. So I got I've got one for you since we're right. since we're shooting back and forth. Since I worked this morning, one of the quality guys brought in breakfast. Barbacoa tacos for breakfast, fair or foul? Barbacoa. Is that the little chunky meat? That's more <laughs> if of you a gotta, if you that's, more ask, of a di- you... that's more of a dinner meat, right? No, it's definitely a breakfast. Oh, barbacoa. The one yes. you get and you get the tortillas and the big yeah. red. Oh, yep. fair. Big time fair. <laughs> well, I was I was curious, like what you know, about they have, it... the, they have the barbacoa and big red yeah. festival in San Antonio. I was, I was pitching it at you. Dude, like, I haven't eaten Mexican food in like a year. I, I just okay. forget. But uh, yeah, I love it. With some pico de gallo. But do you get, um, what is it? Like fat free or something? You know how you get do two you choices? Gotta get a, you got to get it lean. Yes, yes. You like you, lean. You can get it a little greasier and it's, it's, it's harder on your insides. Let's put it that way. So there was a guy at work wearing khaki pants. And that's a no-no. But he's new. He doesn't know. Because they have that option. Like, why would you get khaki pants? But he doesn't know. 
And so the guy's right pant leg is just soaking wet. So I thought, you know, maybe he got water on himself in the bathroom or something. I was like, hey, you got all wet? And he goes, no, it's barbacoa grease. Ooh. It was the grease from his tacos. Like, yeah. You weren't you weren't holding your food over the table? <laughs> all right. So we have veered there in the middle. We got fair foul right in the middle. Maybe we'll come up with more. So Monday is the all MLB team. That will be announced. That's in a couple of days. Who Who's up for the Astros? Is it Altuve and Alvarez? Anyone else? I believe that's it. It is, right? Yeah. And then Wednesday the 7th is the Rule 5 draft. And that is going to be a very interesting day. And I think we're going to get to that again. I don't know why I have two notes on Rule 5 draft, so let's wait for that. All right, so McTaggart had a couple of stories. One of them was potential trade candidates. He has Urquidy. He said we have a, a, a lot of pitching and even relievers that we could use as trade bait. That's not how he worded it. But he listed Urquidy, the magic man, Phil Maton, Blake Taylor, and Mashinsky. Out of all of those, I mean... I was going to say, who would you keep? But we know it's the Magic Man or Akiti. I think we could let most of those guys go to get a, get an outfielder or whatever we need. It'll be interesting. I don't know exactly what, you know, people people being made available, that kind of thing. You never hear about guys, with, especially when these uh, these trades go down in the winter meetings. It's it's almost kind of shocking, you know what I mean? It's not like people are saying, "Oh, they're dangling so and so and so and so." It's just like you get an alert. So and so has been traded for X, Y, and Z. So I would think personally that those guys are probably not included in some kind of trade. I would think some of the guys in Sugarland are the ones that you would need to be looking out for. Uh, JP France, those kind of guys, you know. They might have to make a deal. I think I know they picked up a second baseman and gave him a minor league contract. But I think they have 37 men on the roster and they only have three openings. You get a catcher, you get a center fielder and you got one opening unless you get rid of some of these guys. So if they want to make more moves, they're going to have to trade some of these guys away. I don't know. It, it's It's going to be interesting because you think, right, hypothetically, you think they bring in three more guys, a catcher, a left fielder, and a starting pitcher. That's that's what you would say, right? Those three? Catcher, left fielder, center fielder. <laughs> we'll see. We'll they see. definitely, I saw uh, the intentional talk. They were talking back and forth, and they said, what should the Astros do? Are they done? And the the guy that with the former ball player that played for the Red Sox, he said, if I were the Astros, I would just get Michael Brantley. I mean, he's hurt. We don't know if he's going to be ready, but just go get him. He's already a team leader. He knows the guys. He's good in the clubhouse. Just get him. Yeah, it was Harold Reynolds. That's no, 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 not him. Really? Oh, I, th Kevin, I thought I heard him say it to it. Kevin something? Kevin, uh, I know you're talking about. He's got one of those things, too, that you're, you're – <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one, but it's not. Yeah. Dude, Bagwell's is skinny and it's like three feet long. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So going back to the rule five draft, 
he said these are the these are the the players that the Astros left unprotected. And the first name he lists is the 2021 Minor League Baseball Player of the Year for the Astros, Luke Berryhill. My boy, unprotected from the Rule 5 draft. And That's I the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft, though. I understand that. Yeah. But I messaged him and asked him if he knew, and he goes, yeah, my, my uh, agent told me the other day. And so I kind of like, oh, no. But anyway, if it's like if the Astros really wanted to keep him, they would put him on the 38-man roster in AAA because they could protect him that way. But as a team, I guess the minor league, I mean, a, a, I don't think an MLB team will go get him, but a minor league team will say, hey, we need a catcher. That guy was the player of the year for them. He had a few injuries this past season, but he had a 49-game on-base streak. He's a good man. He's a good guy. I'll put him on my 38-man AAA roster. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> but for I him, mean, it's a good thing because he'll move up. And I think that's the, the that's the thing, right? So if there was a clear path for him, it probably he probably gets protected. The fact that there's a log jam at catcher, so to speak, with Yiner Diaz and Corey Lee. Yeah. It could be, you know. It could be a while before he finds his way to Sugarland or even Houston. So while we would hate to lose, you know, the, the the talented player, it might be the best thing for his career to find somewhere that gets him a shot. Oh yeah. It was definitely good for him. But he I mean, I talked to him the other day and he said he was hoping that he could start at triple A. And I, that's where I was thinking, like, if they if they wanted to protect him, they, they should have just, they could have put him there. But they didn't. I think, so we'll see what happens. And I think if they weren't going out to find another catcher, it'd be a totally different conversation. Because you'd be talking about moving Corey Lee to the 40. I think he's already on the 40, man. But you'd be moving him off of, you know, Sugarland's roster. And then okay. you would have a spot to move Luke up to. So that 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 would almost lead you to believe Corey Lee is not going to be up there if they're looking for one. All right, and uh, number two, Corey Jolks. We already talked about him. 31 home runs, 90, 91 RBIs. That guy's going. That guy's going to be gone. Uh, Alex McKenna, he's been on the podcast before. He's an outfielder. Uh, I'm just putting the people that I know and that people may know about. And I don't know how to say his name, but like Fridas Nova, the shortstop, he was like, he was like this big deal. Like one of the, he was one of the top rated guys. And I think he just kind of slid a little bit. Not very, not as good as they expected him to be. Alex Degotti, I think he got called up once, didn't he? Yes. Yes. And he played really well in Sugarland too. Uh, I've seen him a couple of times. He's a big, tall outfielder, I believe. And, uh, I think the problem that you run into when you amass good talent is it's just only so many slots. <laughs> There's so none. It's 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 tough when the depth is there. You know, good players end up going places and you're like, well, I wish them the best, that kind of thing. That's what they were that's another thing they were talking about. They said this team just won the World Series. They're gonna lose JV, who's the Cy Young winner, the best pitcher in baseball the guy that comes back from Tommy John like no other person 
and they're still stacked. They still don't need to do anything. And then he said, it's, you can go get Michael Brantley. But the Astros do not need to make one single move, and they're going to do great this year. It's it's really going to be an awesome story when it's all said and done. When they talk about this era of Astros baseball, when they go, listen to this list of players that they lost year after year after year, and they start with Springer, and they go Cole, and they go Correa, and they go jv and it just the list will go on and on and on and all they did was keep winning and all they did was keep going it's going to be a, an amazing story to hear someday also we got uh conine i think he pitched when i went to a hooks game one time and uh cj stubbs oh stubbs brother he's unprotected i don't know if they're going to get any of them uh but anyway Let's go to this. Will the Astros sign JV? He wants three years, $130 million. I say no. I don't know. I I, I want to I wanna tell you that one of these big clubs is just going to go out there and get them, but I feel like if one of them was going to do it, they'd already do it because of what happened with DeGrom. I think so much is predicated on what happens with Judge because I think all those people, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Yankees, all want at least an opportunity to woo Judge. And I think whoever misses out on Judge, then instantly that money becomes, okay, we can allocate these funds to Justin Verlander. So, and then you wonder if like the waiting game kind of weighs on Justin. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'll just stay in Houston. He's going to do uh, Carlos Correa. Okay, I didn't get the contract I wanted. Let me go play another year, and I'll try again. He could. He definitely could. If I, if he wants to win, and <laughs> these clubs and these clubs aren't willing to go to his terms, what incentive does he have to leave? He has none. So anyway, the other thing they have: uh, Fair Amber Valdez, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, or Keedy. Hunter Brown, Luis Garcia, and uh, McTaggart said it doesn't appear that they want to spend that kind of money on JV with all those pitchers they have. It makes sense. It, it it makes total sense for them not to go out of their way to sign Justin Verlander because of the depth that they have in starting pitching. However, I still believe that Jim Crane would rather be safe than sorry and have one more bullet in, in in the gun and there is no better starter that you could go put on your team with a short contract, the same kind of deal he likes to make than Justin Verlander. So I think he'll ultimately have one last go at it. The last say, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, wait and see with Brantley. We already talked about that. They, they said they won't even know if the guy's going to be healthy till March. So we'll have to wait and see on that. If they, I guess if they if they sign an outfielder, you can kiss Michael Brantley goodbye. But I know someone's going to want him. There's no way. Some I mean, the guy hits 300. Um, where are we at here? All right, number eight. And also, I don't know if I read this or it was one of those joke sites. But I could have swore that I read the Astros are still interested in bringing Yuli back. Is the utility row. Me and you spoke about that. That was your original idea, I believe. I thought kind of, you know, most people think, okay, Abreu, that ends it. 
Yuli's out. That ends it. By the way, I bought a, a pretty sweet blue shirt with pineapples on it at, <laughs> at Old Navy today for like $3. And I was, I was going to wear it tonight. I forgot. So very interesting. I, I follow Yuli on Instagram. So obviously Jose Abreu was asked about Yuli. He was very gracious, you know, utmost respect for Yuli. Definitely hope he continues playing in the big leagues and wishes him nothing but the best. Yuli hadn't asked me anything on his Instagram last night. And you had fans asking what they, what he thought about Abreu, thought he was great, you know, but he would not address the, are you coming back or are you leaving Houston? Every time somebody asked that question, he would not address it. So read into it however you want. I believe there is a scenario where he could be the Aledmus Diaz type guy. And I believe that he would like to be. I just wonder if he's worried about the money. If he's like, am I turning down money? Like if there's nothing else out there, then I think he's an Astro. If there's a, a, a position somewhere with a team that wants to pay him to start, it's going to be tough to turn that down. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> he wants to stay with the Astro. Not exactly word for word, but he wants to stay with Houston. But does he want to sit on the bench and play a couple of games a week? Be this utility guy? You know, hey, get up and pinch it in the ninth inning. Does he want to do that? Or would he rather go somewhere and play? Play every day. Be a first baseman. I don't know who needs one. I think he would choose that over being the utility guy. It depends if somebody wants him or not. He also cut all his hair off. Do with that what you will. <laughs> he needs to speak to uh, Bagwell. Well, I didn't get any more fair fouls doing this. But anyway, did you get the uh, contract on Abreu? I can't find it. I know it's three years. I saw it once. 18.5 million a year. It comes out to 58 and a half. Fair foul. That's a good deal. Fair. Fair. Uh, Rizzo got 20. So he got less than Rizzo. And his numbers are, are better, in my opinion. He was the 2020 MVP. Oh, yeah. He's 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 three years older. That's That's the big. But over the last four years, he's missed 18 games. Super durable. Can't beat it. He had 304 last year. And he had a horrible first month of the season. Like, he got out of the block super slow. We can't afford him and Bregman to do that. Or Tucker. Who's, Tucker's the slow starter now. 15 homers and 75 RBIs. A 378 on base percentage. That's awesome. If He, he just got to do that for three more years. 446 slugging. If this guy can do this... In the six hole. Watch out. And Look Tucker and, and Tucker and Jordan will not struggle. They're going to have monster seasons. I'm going to say it now. They're doing away with the shift. Those guys hit into the shift so much. And now there's no, there's not going to be anybody there. They're just, they're just going to be on base all the time. That's another thing they were saying about Bellinger. Is that the shift gone? He might be better too. <laughs> Left-handers are going to be a little more valuable now. Kyle Tucker could could uh, be in the MVP race. Both of them could be. And that's Kyle what Tucker's going to hit three hundred. And that's what makes Brantley so intriguing because he's they, they're they're right hand heavy at the moment. They need one more lefty. 
Brantley would be that lefty. Can you imagine Brantley next year if he, if he gets back right without the shift? He's going to hit a ton too. I think that uh, guy from Pittsburgh is a lefty too. But I haven't heard the Astros connected to him at all. It's just, you know, people saying, well, this guy, you know, they're just connecting teams that have needs plus somebody's out there. But that's all I have, buddy. I have Bagwell's chin hair, like all my notes at the top here. Um, yeah, that's it. What do you think about the DeGrom to Texas move? I think, I mean, it's still the Astros in Seattle, right? They're not going to. I mean, their rotation is going to be better. It's going to be interesting to see what the rest of their lineup looks like because they can have all the pitching in the world. If they're not going to score runs, it's not going to matter. Uh, obviously, the Astros rotate or the lineup is what it is. I, you, they hit Degrom just fine in the in the postseason or the last season. Yeah. So, I don't see it being like a, a big needle mover. Maybe now they compete with Seattle a little bit more. I think there's still a big gap between the Astros and everybody else in the division. Uh, credit to him for coming to Texas and getting that tax free money. He could have signed that contract in New York, and he could have signed that contract in L.A. And he would have paid whatever the crazy state taxes here. He gets to keep it all. And if I'm, if I'm Verlander, I'm looking at that going, that money's going to go further here in Texas than it will in either of those States. Oh yeah. I don't know. I know, I know Jim Crane loves, loves him some JV, but I don't know. I, I don't think the, the yearly money's too much, the AAV or whatever that's called. I don't think that's too much, but I, I'm I'm not a fan of three years. AAV you may you may be. What is it? <coughs> annual AAV. average, yeah. AAV annual average uh, value. So, for me, it doesn't matter. For me, it's monopoly money, and it's one more guy in your in your stable of horses, as opposed to seeing him go somewhere else. If Crane's going to spend his money, and and it's not going to hurt him from signing. Tucker or Framber or whatever. I don't necessarily care. Like all these other teams are going to spend all the way up to the threshold anyway, or go over it anyway to try to beat the Astros. If, if you can, if you can keep one from them, why not? Is this Tucker's first year of arbitration? I believe so. I believe so. I believe he's got three more years after this where, you know, they can, they can negotiate. I just, the closer you get, the more you end up in a, one of those judge situations, and I'd rather not see it. Yeah, they're going to have to pay him. He's going to make a lot of money with the snow shift. We already spoke about that. But anyway, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm drained of thoughts now. I have nothing to add. <laughs> I can tell you this. We're going to have a Christmas party here at the house on December 10th. Oh. My wife told me to invite you. I don't know if you want to come from Houston. I don't think I can make that. That's next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, she I, told I me to invite you. And I said, he's well, not going to be able to come. I appreciate that. Um, if I can, I will. I, I don't think I can though. Work's crazy right now. I work today. We're talking about working every weekend up until the 21st. It's our last day to ship parts out. So it's, it's just going to be crazy around here. Um, work slowing my, down for me. Uh, the funny thing is January. It's supposed to be nothing. We're just supposed to be, Super slow, but up until Christmas, like all all the way full full speed. So, uh, other than that, final thoughts for these winter meetings. Hopefully, 
we learn the fate of Justin Verlander. I, I really don't want to see it drag, oh, drag out. Uh, maybe we learn the fate of Yuli. That'd be great. I would, I would rather have all of those things kind of ironed out early so that it's not dragging on. You kind of want the team set. So I'd love to see them extend or sign Framber or Tucker. That would be great. So, but I mean, it's going to be interesting because you don't have a general manager. I don't know if the assistant general manager has been given that much rope, so to speak. I don't know exactly what he meant by this also, but he said this could be a make or break year for Forrest Whitley. I mean, isn't this guy eligible? Well, he's on the 40-man roster, though. He's all, but, he's taking up spots. But And that's why. It's like, look, show something or we got to move on because we've got all these guys. We just talked about Luke. There's nowhere to go. You got guys left and right that they're having to get rid of. You got a guy that was a 2021 minor league baseball player of the year against a guy that the okay almost used my favorite word and i'm not going to use it a guy that's been struggling this guy's been struggling bad yeah but he's got tons of talent and i think the biggest the biggest fear is that you run into a uh, another situation where the guy leaves and then flourishes martinez for boston the Astros gave him every opportunity, and the minute they let him go, he becomes this bopper, and uh, you just don't want to see that. Have you ever heard the story about that? Mm-mm. During the offseason, he fixed his swing. He knew what was wrong with it. He went and worked with them. I have to hurry, but he fixed his swing. He told the Astros, hey, I fixed my swing. They gave him a few at-bats in spring training and let him go, and that's why he's good because they didn't believe him. But it's in a book. It's it has something to do with that book that uh, Ben Ryder wrote. It's in that book, I believe, because someone told me on the podcast. But anyway, for Tom, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening.